Hey guys, and welcome to Goodversations, a collection of honest, deep dive conversations with young voices in the theater industry. I'm your host, Alexandra Pijeko, and I'm joined today by Grace Mallet. Grace is currently a swing and a dance captain in the critically acclaimed Six the Musical, and she will also be joining the cast of And Juliet here on the West End later this year. We connected right around the time that the awards season kicked off, and Six was nominated for five Olivier Awards guys, including Best New Musical, and I have to say there truly is nothing else out there like the show at the moment, because the cast is one of a kind, the songs are so fierce, the concept is very innovative, and their fan base is incredibly dedicated. So these are some of the things that we spoke about in this conversation as well. Now, Grace actually took me backstage at the Arts Theatre here in London, and this was my very first backstage experience. And it was every bit as magical and exciting as I thought it would be. Arts Theatre itself feels like a very intimate venue, predominantly due to the size of it, and their stage door is actually inside the lobby instead of behind the building as it is in other theatres. So. When the cast came out to greet fans, I swear to you, the air was simmering with love and energy and excitement. And let me tell you, all of these queens were so kind and lovely to everybody. So if you do get the chance to stick around after the show, then you should absolutely do that. Now be sure to follow Grace on Instagram at Grace Mowat and subscribe to Goodversations for more episodes of this show. Here's my conversation with Grace Mallet. You are currently rocking that stage at Six the Musical. Yeah. But why don't you just introduce yourself first, tell us a bit about you and all that jazz. So I'm Grace, um, I'm 22 and I'm currently one of the swings and the dance captain in Six the Musical which is running uh, in the in the West End at the Arts Theatre in Leicester Square. That's Were great. you always a stagey kid? What was Grace like before any of this? Um, yeah, I was. I was. I first so I first started off. Um, I really wanted to be like a commercial dancer. So in like music videos and on X Factor and things like that. I then went to GSA Saturday School. Um, before I. I did the degree and I was there from about the age of 12 and GSA Saturday School was amazing because you we had like all the same teachers that taught on a degree course so like the, the training was very good yeah I have I've always loved going to see shows um I used to go to the stage door and get my program signed and with my mum <laughs> yeah your, what's your best stage door memory then I remember the funniest story that is still like it's just so bizarre um, the amazing Cassidy Jansen, who I'm about to work with in Anne Juliet the Musical, she was the first ever Elphaba I saw. And for like a stagey kid, that is a big thing. Like the first ever Elphaba you see. I don't actually think I've told her this story yet. So Cassidy, if you're listening, enjoy. Um, but I remember I was, I was really young, stagey kid, and I saw her with her bike. I saw the green on the back of her neck. And my heart, I remember my heart was like beating. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, it's Elphaba. My mum's Elphaba. Um, and then yeah, I think I got a picture. I I love to dig it up now and show her it because it'd be so funny. But I'm sure I would have got a picture on my program sign. But yeah, now I'm working with her and it's just absolutely bizarre. It's like going a full circle. Yeah, it? and it's so strange when like 
yeah, I really, really used to look up to people and seeing them come out on stage drive, be like, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's crazy how it works. It's interesting you mentioned stage door as well because I was just downstairs when I was waiting for you. Mm. It was just, you know, your coworkers coming out and like embracing people and being so lovely with everybody. Yeah, yeah. And it was just it was just a joy to see that because mm. I can imagine being that kid kind of queuing up to see someone yeah. getting all that buzz and excitement. And yeah. I loved seeing that, just how intimate this venue feels, but also how yeah. open you guys are to, to have that com- communication. Yeah, yeah. It's it's lovely and I think obviously it can be quite overwhelming sometimes because like we've just done a show very hot and sweaty and coming out to all these people like that especially when it's like a Saturday night very busy or like uh, school holidays or something but and it's a tiny space as well yeah it's tiny but yeah we really like it and people are respectful and um like they, they understand they get it you know what I mean and yeah the, the six fans especially are just absolutely amazing we love them and it's yeah it's so nice meeting people and then you leave and you're like wow like what, what is my job? It's just mad. What are some of the things that you wish theatre goers would know about being a working actress? What is that like? Um, sometimes you're, you're just on stage and you just forget that like 500 people are watching you bare your heart and perform and try and strut around in heels and fishnets. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, and sometimes that can be very overwhelming and you all you need to do is go home and just breathe and or catch a train or go and see some friends or go and calm down with a glass of wine um and so sometimes we don't always go to the stage door um as much as we love it and as much as sometimes it's just not possible so i think that should be very respected because it isn't part of our job to be honest we just do it because we love meeting everyone vocally i think like we you can't really do that much in the day like a lot of especially for the girls who are doing it eight shows a week like a lot of your days are spent relaxing like steaming your voice um not really talking because too much talking is and then going and singing 75 minutes straight is a lot on your voice do you come from a musical family or is no one else no (laughs) um my mum would like to think that i got all my talent from her but uh and my dad actually no they're not musical so my mum's a hairdresser and uh, my dad works in finance so literally the opposite but my mum loves come like we used to always go to the theatre my dad loves the theatre usually when I'm on stage <laughs> I remember he fell asleep in Wicked once and I was so angry and I was, I was really really upset by it I was like how dare you <laughs> um that was when I was younger it was funny um but yeah no not a musical family but they've been very very supportive and very interested and very involved Actually, my next question was going to be, was your family supportive of making this career choice? Talk me through your time at GSA and, you know, did your education prepare you for the real world? Yeah, okay, so number one, family have been nothing but supportive every every step of the way. They I've literally count my lucky stars every day for my family. And so GSA, so obviously went to Saturday school. Um, I'm quite local to Guildford, so um, it's been quite nice. And then I did the part-time course, which is like a, it's like a year, it was like Tuesdays and Thursdays, I think, 
um, pre-audition course you work on like monologues and it's all people in the same boat who want to go to drama school and that really really helped um, prepare me. I then auditioned for drama schools and didn't get in anywhere the first year. I didn't actually even get a recall due to say my first year. And then on my gap year of I did a little trip to Singapore and Burma, you know, the classic traveling. I worked in a pub, I worked in Nando's, I did Panto. Like, I just, like, lived a normal life, made some money. Like, it was the best year ever. Like, I was, it was the best decision I ever made uh, taking that gap year. Because I was going to do a foundation, but I was like, I'll do that another time. Let's let's do a gap year. And then I was lucky enough to get in after that gap year. Um, Studying musical theatre. Yeah, studying musical theatre. I got accepted onto the... GSA MT program which was just I I can remember just I was at the pub that I was working at and like I came in crying and she was like I was like I'm going to like Guildford School of Acting like because we were so local everyone knew Guildford so she was like oh yeah she's just going to a school in Guildford but there were people on my on my course from like New York Hong Kong Canada Manchester like all over like all over the UK and all over the world who like, do you know what I mean? People were like, wow, the Guildford School of Acting. But because I was only down the road, people were like, oh, cool. Like, she's going going to like uni close by. Like, <laughs> and they just didn't get it. So it was, I think she was a little bit taken aback when I was like crying behind the bar. Um, <laughs> Did you hand in your notice that same day at the bar? Um, I didn't actually. I think she kind of, she probably hoped I was going to stay on the weekend, but I was like, no, bye. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so then I moved out, even though I was local, I wanted to have that, like, experience. Do you miss uni now? Oh, yeah, of course. Like, it's such it's such a lifestyle shift, and, like, I didn't really have time to prepare myself for this kind of life. So, like, when I look back at it, like, yeah, it was just such a good time, and GSA is just such a family kind of place, like, everyone is a family and like all the events and stuff there are so good. Six, the musical marks your professional debut and how did you get involved with this project and how long ago did you first start on this? So I graduated last June um, and I got this uh, in May, so last May, so yeah. I, I knew I had it when I graduated which was incredible well really done. nice yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not everyone has that opportunity yeah so really very well very lucky yeah um with this project and the project i'm about to do like when i was auditioning for it i didn't know the script i didn't know the songs all i knew was the stuff they'd sent me and that's such a risk but it's the most exciting thing because like i didn't know that it was gonna blow up like this like it's just so bonkers and like I remember actually with Matthew Rankin, he was with me when I got sent the uh, audition material. We were kind of reading it like, how is this gonna work? Like this is just so like out there. Um, but obviously it works very well. And yeah, and I just knew from like working with Toby and Lucy, the two writers in the audition, they have the comedy and like the sense of humor that I love and such intelligent banter. And I just find that so funny and I, like I could just tell that we would vibe together really well when um when I was in the auditions. And how yeah. long was that audition process for you? I reckon over over it all maybe like a month, 
and a half. Like, it would be, like, one round every week or so. And when do you get sent the material, or, like, how, how does it work? We just did a pop song. It was such a big panel, and they all clapped at the end, and you had to, like, do it to the panel, look them in the eye, and it's always so daunting, but it was really funny. What did you sing? Um, so I sung Black Heart by Stishy, which is such a banger. And I actually did it in my recall as well. And with the recalls, they did like a, a whole three hours of like singing, dancing and acting with the rest of the group. And there was a minute when um, I sung my pop song and I finished and like everyone was like laughing, like everyone in the group and talking. And I was like, oh, like what, what, what you were laughing at? And a girl who was auditioning, um, who I then became like pals with, was like, um, oh, um, this, this is my song. I wrote that song. <laughs> and she was in it. And I was like, what? So yeah, it was just such a funny process. And we, that day we did the dancing. And then, yeah, then they called me in, I think twice more, I can't remember. But we kind of did scene work. Like we did the opening scene. Um, we did uh, some of the material. So I was singing different characters and stuff. And yeah, and then that was it really. Okay, so talk to me about being a swing in a show like this and what does that mean to you just from a practical point of view because you mentioned your schedule and all that so I would love mm. to learn more about that yeah so it's been one of the biggest challenges I've ever faced <laughs> we didn't do a massive amount on swing training uh, at GSA but I, I do 100% believe that it is something that you learn on the job and you have to find your way of learning the tracks and with this we had we were rehearsing for three four weeks I have a lot of friends who've been swings and one, one of my agent was like a swing for her whole career and she was kind of like choose one track and then the rest will kind of slot in like but just focus on one track so I started doing that and then I was like I'm getting stressed because time's ticking on and I don't know the rest of them and I kind of like I kind of spoke to my um, choreographer, and she was just like, "You just gotta learn them all at the same time." <laughs> I was like, "Okay." Um, so yeah, I just learned them all at the same time. I kind of just said to myself, "Look, Grace, say goodbye to your social life for one month, one month of your life, to get these tracks nailed and get them under your belt, and then Bob's your uncle, you're fine." And so that's what I kind of did. I just kind of drilled them every night. I'd be going home, drilling, drilling, drilling. Um, Carrie Ann, our choreographer, was amazing at helping me. And she, like, when we'd set a number, she'd be like, okay, Grace, tag in. And I'd jump in and do one of the numbers as one of the queens. And then I'd do a different one of the other day. And if someone was missing from a rehearsal, I'd be playing that part. And dance captain as well. So during tech, I was kind of watching where everyone was anyway. And But yeah, last year, like, being the only swing, it it was tough. It was definitely an experience, but now I've got two amazing girls with me, Courtney Stapleton and Vicky Manza, um, and there's three of us, um, so it's really nice. I'd just love to know, what is your schedule like? You know, Do you have any like extra rehearsals as a swing? Or at this point, is that no longer necessary? Um, no, no, the, especially with new musicals, you know, it's always changing, always developing. We have rehearsals every Wednesday, um, but that's as a cast, and it's really nice because we kind of we clean things, we clean the vocals. Um, if like sometimes we're going into autopilot, we'll kind of refresh things, and um, but that time is also used for if any of the swings want to run a track that like if they're debuting in a new track, they can run X Wives or run 
six and like do you know what I mean it's kind of good time for that we don't really have swing rehearsals we kind of do it like in warm-up if someone's on and they need to run a certain section they'll be like okay um I want to run the dance break of this number and then the traffic of into the second position of no way or something like that so yeah it's kind of it's kind of all fine. So now we have two alternate tracks. We still all placed six parts, but we have two tracks that we go on for every week, which has been so nice because it's nice to have some dates to be like, I'm on here, I'm on here, I'm on here. And like, I think six has been very much like, they really promote their alternates and really like, we, we get pe a lot of people coming just to see us. And like, it's so, so nice because there's so many shows and I really hope that like learn from the way they do it where like an understudy will be announced and everyone's going, oh, oh, do you know what I mean? And it's yeah. so, oh gosh, it literally breaks my heart. But whenever I come out the stage door, it's people saying, I'm so glad I got to see you on. I saw you as this part. I saw you as this, um, I want to see you as this part when you're on for this part. And it's so, so lovely to, because I think people are quite in intrigued by it because obviously all the parts are so different so they see you as one part and they're kind of like oh well that's the part I see her as now so I can't really imagine her playing Anne Boleyn so maybe I'll come and see that when she's on and do you know what I mean yeah. so it's really it's really nice and I've I wouldn't I would not change my job for the world I just adore it it's been amazing yeah I've, yeah. I've seen how much fan art and everything you get on Instagram yeah. it's mind-blowing <laughs> yeah it, the it, love that you get so and you're amazing so you know Oh, you don't thank you. for yeah. learning it all. They are, they are amazing it. at drawing. I see something. I'm like, how did you do that? So creative. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. And on that subject, um, you're always sharing fan art and messages that you're tagged in. So, what has it been like receiving all these responses? And I know you have a lot of like fans and fan pages. So, how does that influence the way that you use social media? Um, I think it's. It's doing this show has really shown me how people should use social media for the positives. People don't put the negatives on social media, and like, but part of me is kind of like, oh, fair enough. Like, I, I, I want to share the positives, but it's kind of a good place to show these fans because some of them are so young and really are like going through this time where social media is a lot of pressure, especially for young people, and they're going through this time where everything is just getting to them and so it's kind of a good place to show them that it'll be okay and give them role models and firstly the fan pages are so crazy like I just can't even believe that there are fan pages some of them are hilarious like some of them there's one called like six as giraffes it's just our faces on giraffes um yeah some of them are just so crazy but we love them and we love the fan pages because as I was saying, some of the fans are very young. Um, gives them role models because obviously some of the pictures on social media aren't reflective of real life. There's so like so many fans as well who come to see the show quite a lot, and but they say they say to us like I'm I'm spending my money to come see the show a lot because I don't want to spend my money going out drinking and going out and partying and things and that's and spending like nights on the streets and things like that, which is amazing and like, they have every right to spend their money how they choose I I personally like don't, I use it to spread positivity and I use it to get positivity from other people and other sources and I, I find that if anything is affecting me on social media I'll just unfollow it so um, yeah 
Okay, I've picked up two things actually from your Instagram that yeah. I personally noticed is that first of all you're showing that you're a real person which I love you're not just posting from the theater or exclusively yeah, yeah. from this environment you know you can see we can see you hanging with your friends and mm. just going somewhere you know going to events whatever so it kind of shows that there's a you know there's other things that you guys do and you know yeah, that's, we're real people yeah you're yeah. real people that's amazing and then also that you know we get to see behind this scenes kind of and yeah. we get to see and what goes on and, and that just humanizes the whole theater experience Absolutely. for us yeah yeah definitely I, I and also that's so nice you say that because I always have the fear that my social media is going to be taken up by my job and I always try and think like I need to post something that's like not six because <laughs> this like this show has like taken up a lot of my time and like especially with the girls like we love hanging together and going out together and stuff so yeah I try and like spice it up a bit as much as I can um but yeah it's also just nice to like yeah show people you're a human being and um I think that's what they love as well because I remember when I was um before I was training I used to love seeing that like what people were up to and like backstage antics and things like that it's just funny but do you find it kind of easy or difficult to navigate being in the public eye in this way especially now that this project has had such critical acclaim um yes yeah it's yeah I I do sometimes forget that uh like I'll go in my story and there's like it's been viewed by 3,000 people and that's just me like in the dressing room with my friends like like being crazy and I'm like ooh, 3,000 people watch that <laughs> um so yeah I think you've just gotta you've just gotta be careful and we've all had a we've had a conversation about this with our producers. We know we know what we we can post and what we can't. Um, and what we, would that mean? Um, so kind of things like if there's somewhere you like to go a lot, like a like a restaurant. Like, do you know what I mean? Like being careful about putting where you are. Things like where you live, um, family, uh, any sometimes children that you have in your life, and then but also in terms of. Um, what we can put like they love love us to put like backstage things like um they love us like chatting about other shows and like connecting with other west end theaters and so like if we're if we're like singing along to a cast album or something things like that um but yeah i think it's just it's just using your common sense and knowing what you can and can't put yeah. on social media but i think that's the rule of anyone really and yeah and also being nice yeah <laughs> absolutely being nice and like yeah, because we can get a lot of messages that are kind of people um, asking of us for help, and it's you, especially with some fandoms, you you can't um, you can't get too close to people, uh, even if you're just trying to be nice. Uh, so yeah, you just got to always be careful what you're saying, and they completely respect that. Um, so yeah, it's okay. fine. So I imagine you had to do loads of research into the history side of things, yeah. or because it's a pop concert musical, did you not have to do that? Oh no, we did. We They really made us go go in on the research because at the end of the day, the show is like just so much fun. And But at the same time, there's certain elements in the show, like for example, All You Wanna Do, Catherine Howard's song, um, some, of the, some of the jokes, they have serious meaning. And like, you kind of don't, you want the audience to leave feeling happy, but you always, always want the audience to leave going, wow those queens were badass do you know what I mean like they had some real hard times and that is what people say like people leave like being like oh, I didn't realize I didn't realize she had to go through that I didn't know that and it's just but they've they've 
found out this information through pop songs that sound like Beyonce and it's just you know what I mean it's amazing um but yeah we kind of did we did research in rehearsals and the girls did they all researched their own queens and then we shared it shared it to each other um kind of like how you do it at school and stuff and it yeah. was really really fun so yeah awesome and on that note how do you hope the audiences will feel after the show is there a message in this production that you hope they will take away um yeah I think my for me my main message that I like people to take away is about comparison how comparing yourselves with other people is a waste of time and I think this show definitely highlights that <laughs> female empowerment of course of course fixing each other's crowns and how like supporting someone else's success will never dampen your own and that's kind of a motto that I live by and we touched upon this but the show has received like five star reviews all around and mm. it was actually just recently nominated for five Olivier. yes well done congratulations yes, thank you <laughs> um, which is a huge deal obviously in the theater industry mm. so what was that day like for you guys as a company once the uh, nominations came out so i was actually had a week of holiday because i was doing the performances for Anne Juliet and um but i we came on a tea break and my phone was just message 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 and i i couldn't believe it i was i like started tearing up i was like oh my god oh my god um yeah it was just bizarre because a few days before we just won a what's on stage award best off west end musical and we've we've been nominated for things in the past and it was just just such a surreal day like considering two years ago I was at the Olivier's with my mum as an audience member like watching I watched Amber Riley perform um and I'm telling you and I was just there like I just couldn't believe the atmosphere so the show is extended until January 2020 but I know that you'll be joining the cast of Anne Juliet soon which yeah. hopefully we can talk a little bit about so yeah. are you allowed to tell me about that like in what capacity are you involved with it and what drew you to that project I'm guessing you could probably guess it's about Romeo and Juliet and kind of uh her story <laughs> so it's again another okay. big female empowerment um it's got the music of Max Martin uh, who is an incredible songwriter who spent a lot of time with us in uh, the workshop rehearsals. What drew me to it? So I I was put up for it and I was lucky enough to do a YMT project when I was 17 with the director Luke Shepard, um, who I really, really admire and I continue to watch a lot of his work in the Heights. I was like a massive fan of. <laughs> yeah, he kind of called me in for it. I went through three three rounds three or four rounds again but I kind of knew the gist of it because I had friends who did the previous workshop and but again it was just an atmosphere thing like the dance call was like one of the fun most like most fun dance calls I've ever done and some of the people I'm working with are just massive inspirations for me um Cassidy Cassidy yeah uh, Mel LeBarry who has just she's currently playing Madame Morrible and we I, we just clicked so well. She's like my second mum now. We've Mel Miriam, who's playing Juliet, is just insane, like a true superstar. Um, my friend Tim is doing it, who I worked with in NYMC, did Spring Awakening, and my best friend Danielle. Um, we're both covering Juliet, which so is just so cool. Like covering a lead in the West End with your best friend and also creating roles is just such an amazing, amazing opportunity. Um, so, so yeah, how long does it take to actually develop new work then? 
Um, so, and Julia, I think it's been like five years like oh since God. the initial idea, but yeah. the workshop has kind of been going for like two, three years, and they've done like a few before, and now like we'll be going into rehearsals properly in July, kind of like we, like, there's, then there's not going to be set to fight against, because we know how we want this bit to go and things like that, and like, obviously things will change. Um, but there's kind of a clear picture on how it's going to be, so oh, I can't wait. I love it so much. Obviously, it is an amazing new rock musical, as far as I know, which, you know, we'll see these popular tunes being adapted, which to me is such a fun concept, and, and it kind of challenges the way that musical, traditional musical theatre yeah. is perceived, which is awesome. So what kind of work do you think there should be more of on the West End. Well, I'm I'm just absolutely loving pop, hip hop musicals at the moment. Like they're the best. All of these historical musicals are amazing. I'd love to see like a Rosa Parks musical, or maybe like Martin Luther King, like something like that. With in the same time, but again, it's kind of like as soon as a pop musical comes out, everyone's going, "Oh, you're just copying Hamilton, just copy." But it's not at all. It's just such an amazing way of telling a story, and it's like like Hamilton and Six, like it's really drawn in so many young people who are learning about these incredible historical figures so like why not um is the way i look at it anyway um roles i'd like to i think after angelia i i think i'm gonna want to do something quite serious okay just to spice things up a little bit because do you know what i mean yeah. I, I there's a it's like a, a i love i love cheese i love cheese don't get me wrong but um yeah i do i do also love a good old death scene what would be your bucket list role for those serious oh, ones Elphaba always it's not like the most serious of all musicals but you know it's still quite an epic part and an epic thing um, I'd love to I'd love to do Elena's Fontaine or Eponine either I'd, again I'd love to create my own role um, so it's been so fun creating these parts in these two shows and I'd love to do my own my own role yeah just I'd love to do some legit musical theatre like uh, Rogers and Hammerstein or something oh, yeah. like uh, yeah because yeah, yeah. that was like that was like my thing initially um, and I was training and kind of ended up in two pop musicals which I'm absolutely not complaining about but mm. yeah I do miss a good old legit thing something like hair actually I love really cool. hair we did hair in third year did you yeah nice. who did you play um, I was in the ensemble. I love it. I love the music. It's an awesome show. It's incredible. Yeah. And it's going on tour now. Yeah, I've got got some friends in it. So oh, yeah, yeah, I'm really excited to see it. You've done your own cabaret show called I'm yeah. Every Woman. Could you tell me about that experience? And you did not only perform, as I understand, you organized the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So how did it all come about? Um, how did it come? So I really wanted to do a cabaret. It was kind of one of my bucket list things. And I was like, um, it's, it was also a bit of a fear putting it on, um, and I was like, I need to conquer this fear, um, and obviously with the whole social media thing and like the fandom six have got, I, be, I was just kind of like, this is a perfect opportunity to raise money for an amazing cause. Um, Refuge, I knew that I wanted to do a it for a charity involved in female empowerment, kind of linked in with six, kind of I guess. Um, I've never personally luckily um had an experience with domestic violence but i know people that have and i just feel quite connected to it so refuge seem like the perfect they they kind of deal with it as a general kind of, so kind of like with children as well they supply uh, support packs um 
genital mutilation, pe- like support people who've run away from home, um, education, etc., etc. Um, so I kind of got in touch with them and I was like, this is what I want to do. And they were like, yeah, absolutely, we support you 100%. I kind of contacted my friends and I was like, fancy coming to sing the song? So many people were on board. I think there was like 14 of us all together performing. And it was just, and it was a, people from such a wide range of shows. I had people from, um, so like loads of girls from Six did it. And Les Mis, um, yeah, loads of different, like loads of yeah. different shows. And yeah, we could, and I kind of said to them, you can sing whatever you want, as long as it's not crying over a man, sobbing about being alone. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. try and make it like a female parent song. And so we had like such, such a good set list, and people were so creative. Yeah, it was just such, such good night. I had like someone from every generation of Six the Musical performing, um, and yeah, raised a grand and a half. Incredible. for the charity so yeah and it was it well was really done. special yeah that's incredible and like what were some of the challenges because i can only imagine like putting together a project like that yeah what um, were some of the practical aspects that you had to um deal with running time <laughs> i was like we need to make sure we're out because of like licenses and things like that kind of getting everyone together to rehearse but it wasn't too bad because my md who's also the musical supervisor for this joe Baton, is incredible and he um, helped put it together and he's so so amazing. Like some people just change their song last minute. He was like, fine, yeah, absolutely fine. Like he did he dealt with it. Um, and so yeah, finding the people, I guess, doing the speeches. <laughs> oh, I oh, hate gosh. talking in front of people. <laughs> um, yeah, but apart from that, it was just so fun. It wasn't a massive, massive challenge. So yeah. And how long did you have to put it all together? Um, I reckon about a, car, a month or so, a couple of months. No pressure. Yeah, yeah no, not that long. Yeah. I've organised fashion shows in the past and it's just a... I don't want to say a nightmare because it's always for charity. It's yeah, good, yeah. It's, there's so many things that you never, you don't even think of and on yeah. the way you're like... Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Tiny things, tiny things like buckets to collect the money and things like that but yeah no I had like one of my best friends Brian he was like my PA on the day and like really really helped me out I was so grateful are you going to do more of these anytime soon I hope so I re I'm a massive massive Disney girl and I'd love to do one like twisted Disney so girls singing the boys songs boys singing girl songs like different styles like jazzy styles of songs from like Frozen or something like that like yeah. I think it would be awesome so I think that's going to be my next one um, oh. I've just got to I can't wait yeah I've just got to organise it <laughs> but yeah I'd love no to biggie. you've done yeah. it before yeah no, yeah. <laughs> yeah and actually on the topic of that so there's a lot of like talk about gender bending roles which mm-hmm. is incredible and obviously company has been a great example oh, for this. I went the other week it's Thank just you. incredible it's so it. good and it's closing I know, I know. Well, technically, it was limited engagement, yeah. and then yeah. they extended. But had a great run, though. But yeah, but is there like a gender bent role that you would love to do if you had the chance? Probably, I've always said one of my dream roles if I was a guy was Moritz in Spring Awakening. Oh, I love, okay. I love Spring Awakening. Um, so yeah, maybe Moritz in Spring Awakening. Um, oh, that would be interesting. To yeah, see it would be cool. This would just wouldn't work in the context of the show, but. I've always wanted to play Lola in Kinky Boots. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so okay. random, but I just remember, like, um, 
my, my friend Jed, who I just did a cabaret with actually, um, he was in it. So I went and I went to see him. I think I went saw him in it about six times. Like I was obsessed. And I just love Lola's song and Lola's character and Lola's costumes. But a girl can dream, you know? Exactly. A girl can dream. Or um, at least you can sing these songs in a yeah. cabaret. There we go. Yeah, bringing but back. let's go with Moritz from Spring Awakening. <laughs> awesome, yeah. Let's make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what's your last thought before stepping on stage? What do you usually think about before? I'm usually running my track in my head going, okay, right foot, left foot, second cannon. Okay, and then this number I'm doing the turn on the right, and then I'm doing this bit of choreo on the left. So I'm kind yeah. of doing that. But then, like as we literally walk out, I just kind of think, "You are sassy. You are a queen." <laughs> kind of like, because you have to like, especially when like wearing these incredible costumes and like you've got to you've got to really embrace yourself and get this message out and make yeah. people feel good. Because when they see you feeling good, they're gonna feel good. So yeah, especially if I'm having one of those days I'm just like, oh, I'm just not feeling myself. Like, I'm not feeling body confident. I've just had so much to eat. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because everyone you. has those days. You're just kind of like, no, Grace, you're a queen. You are Beyonce. Yeah, that's usually what I think when I'm strutting out. Of the do you have, like, a power playlist? No, actually. I kind of just listen to anyone, really. <laughs> just pump, music that pumps you up. Beyonce is always, is, oh, yeah. is always the power Safe album. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. we should put one together. Oh yeah, so when you are on the stage, do you do you actually hear what the audience are saying like before you come out? I've always wondered about this. Kind of, it kind of just sounds like hub hub. Oh, okay. but, um, all right. It's not like really loud, yeah. Um, not really though, no. Because okay. <laughs> I was in a situation once, I went to see the Book of Mormon and like a swing was on and um, you know they announced it at the beginning yeah. and I literally heard someone and I was in the box seat on the side and like the lower one right by the stage and yeah. someone next to me was like, oh, are you kidding me? And I was like, See, that makes oh, me furious. I know. And I thought to myself, they can probably hear this. Yeah. Well, there's, we, we used to have announcements last year. We don't anymore for many reasons. But... Um, I didn't have once, no, not once. I would get, I would get like, wow, because yeah. I think that's that, and that's what yeah. six have, six have done. Like they've really promoted us, and yeah, like and there was never. Oh. Exactly. That is something I always dreaded, which yeah. I, I think is one like yeah, but yeah, no, I've been very. Your current cast in six obviously is all female, and you've got an all female band. Yeah, guess, yeah. the ladies in waiting, absolutely awesome. amazing. And what does that mean to you? And like, what message do you hope this sends to the theatre industry and the audience? I hope it makes them realise how incredible some of the women working in theatre are. They are just absolute power rockets. Like I've never seen, I've never met people like them as talented and creative. And they're yeah, they're forces. And I I I feel like Six will definitely show people. What, what we can do. Okay, so random section. So this is like the final stretch. Okay. Whoa. Okay, so whatever comes into your mind. So Okay, so what do you think is the best way to earn someone's trust? <gasps> Look them in the eyes and listen to them. Because there's, I always find I don't trust people who I'm talking to and I can tell they're not listening. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> if you could travel back in time, what period would you go to? <gasps> Oh, I'd love to go back to like some like like a swing party in the twenties, like nice like dress, like pink curls, nice red lip, like having a having a dance with 
was like a soldier. Basically, any time that doesn't involve technology and people actually speak to each other and connect. Good one. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> cool. Um, what absolutely excites you right now? I'm Juliet. Okay. Well, awesome. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, I'm Juliet. Incredible. So, podcast recommendation? The Guilty Feminist. Okay. My go-to. Deborah Francis White is hilarious. Oh, I was listening to one called... Um, Things You Should Know, I think it's called. And it's basically just really random information. And I loved it. I love random information. Yeah, just really out. random bits of information that like you just wouldn't know, but really helps when you do. Book recommendation. Um, so I've just read The Other Woman. I read it in two days because I was addicted. On When I was on holiday, I was seriously addicted. And my mum recommended it to me and so we were on like the sunbeds next to each other on holiday and she was watching me finish it and I was like oh, and she was like I know the bit you're on I know the bit you're on um and then yeah it kind of went round the cast because I was like you have to read it so we were all passing it round and yeah I loved it it's the best plot twist ever okay recipe recommendation do you know what it's not really a recipe but I have a thing that I love to make called you know fridge cakes yes so you can literally just melt chocolate and put everything in it mix it all together and then put it in the fridge and then it makes like it's like a tiffin kind of thing it's the best thing ever what's your favorite way to procrastinate oh it i know it shouldn't be but at the moment social media i've got quite into makeup recently when i'm when i'm backstage in the dressing room i quite like to do my makeup sometimes i try out different things favorite thing about working in the theater the people are like like sometimes we're having conversations in our dressing room and we we kind of stop or we'll be doing things in our dressing room and we'll be like we stop and we'll be like can you actually imagine if someone in an office was having this conversation or someone in in like an office job was doing this right now it would just be the weirdest thing ever so like yeah and especially the girls in six they make me laugh so much on a daily basis the best piece of advice you've received there's a teacher uh, at GSA called Rachel Carriage, one of my dance teachers, she's incredible. She tells all the students when they start GSA, um, you wanna be a sponge in a bubble on a pathway. Yeah, it's very, it's a very famous GSA thing and I can't believe I'm sharing it with everyone. I hope that's okay, Rachel. Um, <laughs> but basically, so you're a sponge, soaking in information, soaking in, like the world people soaking in what people are saying to you but you're in a bubble so you're in your own you mean your 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 own person no one else's journey uh, affects you and sponge, sponge bubble the pathway that's what i always tell myself if i ever find myself comparing myself to anyone in auditions or on social media i'm like nope i'm a sponge in a bubble on a pathway <laughs> beautiful well, yeah on that note that's it thank oh, you so thank much you If you enjoyed this episode, then please consider giving us a rate and review. This would help me tremendously in reaching more theater fans and also getting more guests on this show. And I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode. You know, I'm always just one message away on Instagram and you can find me at Goodversations. So let's get to know each other. My hope is to create content that you guys would like to hear. So drop me a line and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Thank you again so much for listening and I'll talk to you again next Monday.